alone, yes. That's the key word, the most awful word in the English tongue. Murder doesn't hold a candle to it, and hell is only a poor synonym. Stephen King, Salem's Lot. Hey everyone, I'm Kayla. And I'm Justin. Hey, we are here talking about Salem's Lot, Stephen King's second novel. Justin, have you ever read Salem's Lot before this? I had not read Salem's Lot. Uh, in fact, my my knowledge of Salem's Lot was largely limited to a single Eminem lyric. <laughs> do you, do you, okay? Do you know the lyric? Can you spit it for us right now? Uh, as far as I remember, the lyric is uh, all I remember is I don't I, something like I don't want to grow old in Salem's Lot. Yes, I okay. Yes, I yeah. remember that too. <laughs> well i'm just happy to hear you're alive um how is it podcasting from a from igloo you know today hasn't been so bad and then yesterday was 60 something degrees it was ridiculous yeah it's been Uh, 70 here the last two days so yeah and it's it's gonna go real quick back to being a gigantic igloo and you know it's just life here in rochester oh no (laughs) We're, we're we're done with winter in the south it's time to start. Yeah, I think you guys again. are done. It's just going to rain for a little bit and then you'll be done. <laughs> be summer again. Um, but you brought up a good point. You mentioned that you weren't really too familiar with Salem's Lot. And I think Salem's Lot is not as mm, not as present as I would say something like Carrie or even The Shining kind of surrounding Salem's Lot is in our culture. Um so I thought I'd give a little rundown about what the book is about. Does that sound okay? And feel free to yeah, jump in. I completely agree. Okay. So the book kind of starts off with a little prologue, but I'll just dive into the actual meat of the book. Uh, ben Mears is a writer. He moves back to his hometown of Jerusalem's lot in Maine, of course, as we're going to see in pretty much every Stephen King book. Um, and he's going to write a book about the Marston House, which is a big, scary, creepy house in town. Um, when he arrives, he realizes that the house has been bought by two guys, uh, Barlow and, is it Straker? Yeah, Barlow yes. and Straker. And they also own an antique shop, which seems kind of random and a little quaint. But anyway, um, people in the town start disappearing, start dying, start... And, you know, turns out they're vampires. And so Ben and his little ragtag team have to uh, solve the problem of vampires in the town. Does that sound alright? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a nice, succinct summary. Um, yeah, nothing bad. Yeah, I, it's pretty succinct for uh, quite a big chunk going from, which is very slim and fast to this, which is you know, not so slim. It starts to get into kind of more recognizable Stephen King mode where his books are really long. Six to 700 page uh, standard here. Absolutely. Well, what do you think about Salem's Lot? I'm curious uh, what you think as a first-time reader. You know, um, I will say that I I fully enjoyed uh, the book while I'm reading it, but uh, I got to the end and I kind of just felt like, yeah, that was enjoyable. Um, 
I don't feel like I wasted my time reading it, but it also it didn't you know it didn't add anything to any of the vampire genre for me. Um, I just found it a completely enjoyable story, but uh, didn't didn't really break any new ground for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that too, and I think I've read this book. Uh, I can't remember if it's two or three times, but the first time I read it, it was pretty young. And vampires were still a little scary at the time, yeah. but as a 30-something-year-old person, vampires just aren't really that scary anymore. Uh, so while it's kind of fun to see this kind of group of people getting heroic and trying to save their town, and ultimately kind of failing, honestly, uh, is a lot of fun, but it's still... Yeah, it just it didn't sit as well the second time or third time around that I read it. Just yeah. wasn't quite as fun. Yeah, I uh you know, it, it's uh I I'm with you. I would it would be interesting to play the impossible game of reading this when it first came out because I think it would have been maybe more impactful then, but we live in such a vampire saturated culture now that uh you know, it didn't, it didn't do a lot for me. I will say, however, you know, I was a little bit nervous about reading it because uh, just a few months ago I had gone back and um, reread some of and then completed the um, Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan trilogy that starts with uh, The Strain. Yes, yes. uh, And by the end of that trilogy, it is just a complete rambling shit show mess uh, that is just... (laughs) On, borders on and sometimes crosses over into unreadable. Um, so, oh wow! Uh, in, in, in Stephen King's defense, Salem's Lot never approaches that status. Um, it is uh, it, <laughs> it's a well-told story, if if a bit flat in areas. Yeah, you mentioned flat. I feel like uh, upon reading it the second time, I feel like the characters were a little flatter than I remember. I think. But I think it's good because he's flexing his muscles a little bit. I just I keep forgetting that this is just a second book and still yeah. how amazing it is. Um, his characters seem a little flat compared to his later books. You know, everybody he describes so many characters. He's trying to build this whole town, but everybody in the town is either extremely boring because they're so nice, like Susan North, who's yes. like the most boring person Susan ever. Or the English teacher. Uh, yes. They're so boring. They're just so nice. Or everyone right, is or, like... Or they're complete shitheads, like the mom who just punches her baby in the face. Yes, it's like they're all like alcoholic baby like slappers, and it's terrible. Right, and yes. It, the, yeah. the, only, the only point of that character is so that he can then be turned into a vampire by her baby. Right, yeah, which is, which, to be honest, is pretty... Is pretty awesome, but still, it's uh, he, you know, he didn't have to make these people so one dimensional. Um, but you know, he's trying something different, and I think he perfects that in his later books with he, with his building of a whole city full of really interesting characters, even if it's just like a quick chapter, um, about a small slip of their life, he still makes them really interesting. So, I think this is a good sign of things to come in his later books i agree and yeah i i agree and i think i'm also maybe being a little bit harsh on this one because because of the two books that follow it um yeah those are, 
we'll we'll get to those, but those certainly raise the bar uh, to a different level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm pretty excited to talk about those too. Um, have you noticed so far, I know you've probably, you've read other Stephen King books just besides Carrie and Salem's Lot, but have you started to see kind of a, uh, a themes or character types kind of forming in his style that you've seen so far? Well, here are the Stephen King themes that I've noticed so far. Um, you have, uh, First of all, um, a deep um, fascination, fascination and distrust with small towns. Oh, um, yes. And, and the sociology within those. And second, you have um, a complete uh, misunderstanding or total lack of understanding of uh, the female body and female sexuality. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I I always find that a little a little striking. <laughs> it's like, dude, I know that you're married to a woman. <laughs> I need you to like, I need you to step up this business. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that too. I mean, the whole time I'm reading Salem's Lot, it just feels like, oh wow, yeah, this is a very blunt metaphor for economic devastation of small town America, which is a topic that we still talk about all the time right. yes, this, <laughs> today. Yes, this, this was written in the mid-70s, and here we are uh, coming up on 50 years later. Yeah, it's like, all right, guys, yep, we're just going to keep writing metaphorical novels about this exact same topic. So I do. But, I, you know, I appreciate it from Stephen King's perspective because I feel like there's a lot of writers who are, you know, these – super wealthy people who are highly educated and they're like yeah i'm gonna write this really blue collar novel about you know the economic devastation of small town america nope you're not gonna be able to do it <laughs> not like stephen right. king does well, yeah and I, I was looking around you know for a little bit of uh background or context on salem's lot and that was that was something that one thing mentioned was that you know just uh short shortly before this had come out um the novel peyton place had come out which uh touched on a lot of the same themes without vampires and mm. uh, and then another thing that Stephen King mentioned was that he was um, you know when he was still teaching um, he was at one point simultaneously teaching um, Bram Stoker's Dracula and um, Thornton Wilder's Our Town and decided to uh, merge those two it actually works really well. <laughs> Turns out you can actually slap a old world vampire into a you know sad little small town and end up with something pretty interesting. Although I was kind of confused on this read, like why are they buying this house? It, why Salem's Lot? I couldn't really quite decide why this these like fancy guys show up in Salem's Lot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't really quite that. get that. Um, the, the the it's 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 intriguing and i you know it's, it was actually one of the things that caught my interest the most but the the entire marston house storyline feels a little bit kind of jammed in there it feels like that could be a separate book unto itself yeah i think and i know that he's getting a lot of uh influence from stories that really center around this kind of bad place and I mean, he even picks up on this in The Shining and does it a million times better than what he's doing with the Marston house. Yes. Um, and so he's trying it and it doesn't really work. It just kind of, you know, Ben tells the story about 
this horrible thing that happened to him in the house and it feels minorly traumatic but right. as far as it yeah. being a menacing house it doesn't really work it's it's like just stick with the vampires and they live in a creepy house like that's that's sufficient <laughs> yeah it doesn't work and it's not even you know it's not it's it's not even where the climactic scene of the book takes place uh Mm-hmm. A, a little bit of a yeah a little bit of a lost opportunity there you know i feel like they're the backstory with the uh boston mafia figure who then killed his wife and hung himself is is interesting and then the the ben thing is interesting but it it, it just kind of dropped off the map at a certain point yeah I, it kind of gets more into you know the transforming of the townspeople into vampires which is vastly more interesting than the history of this house uh, i'd much rather read the parts about where like the the glick sons one disappears the other dies you know there's a really sad scene at one of the boys funerals and then the town slowly slowly starts to get transformed like that's so much more fun um much more interesting we also i've also started to notice and i noticed it more in this one than i have in carrie but i kind of drew connections to future books where we start to get stephen king's favorite hero types where his heroes are writers, teachers, and nerdy kids. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, the the middle aged writer with something dark in his past. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he shows up in many Stephen King books, just slightly different, but yeah, pretty much always there. Yeah, and that that's another aspect of the book that just kind of felt shoehorned in there to me and wasn't really fully explored was the the death of Ben's uh of Ben's wife in the motorcycle rack is just Yeah, that was so weird. Like why pages alluded to it's like, oh yes, this is something that happened. Um but you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem to really affect his character or uh anything that happens in the book subsequently. (laughs) Yeah, this is I think I would like to think of Salem's lot as a really good practice round. For things yeah, to come, I, yeah, he yeah, I, he tries some I, stuff. I completely agree with that, and like I said, it's an enjoyable read. Uh, you know, in my in my crown ranking system, I would give it three or five crowns just because it's enjoyable. But uh, you know, clearly, uh, better things to come. For sure, I think I would give it two, but I think it's only because it didn't hold up as well upon my second or third read i think if i had read it for the first time when i was a teenager i was really into it i probably would have given it like three and a half or four but this time around it was just a two um some books hold up better on multiple reads and some just yeah maybe they aren't worth it so much but salem's it's a fun it's a fun and i i honestly i might have given it two or two and a half crowns but i think it got an extra got an extra boost from me just for not being part of the stream trilogy yeah, I you know, I haven't read that one, but now I kind of want to just to look at the total like shit show that it sounds like it is. Yeah, <laughs> so, the, the first, the first one is really strong and then by the third one, uh, you know, it's I'm trying the third it's it's the equivalent of the Godfather trilogy. Um, although it, it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have anything as brilliant as the Godfather 2, but but the, oh, okay. but the disaster of the third one is a is a comparable analogy. Nice, I appreciate that analogy. <laughs> I can get that. Um, let's see. Anything else about Salem Slot before we wrap it up? Um, 
you know, I did Google it while we were while we were talking to uh, see that complete uh, Eminem reference. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it is it's from the song "Lose Yourself," which I thought, but I you know I didn't want Eminem Nation uh, attacking our podcast. Um, but he, so, so it is from it's from "Lose Yourself," and he says, "I cannot grow old in Salem's lot." But um, the most enjoyable part of that whole Google search was seeing the uh, sheer number of you know things on. Uh, you know, things like Yahoo Answers or Quora, uh, where people are asking, what is Salem's Lot? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's really funny. It's it's kind of interesting that they're probably just getting that from the Eminem song, but not so much. Uh, yeah, apparently but, not a ton know. of uh, hardcore Eminem fans have um, attempted the the Year of King, but uh, hey, that's what, that's what I'm here for, blazing the trail for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, I think you can really motivate what you call them Eminem Nation to uh, yeah, uh, really step up. Uh, I don't know if that's an actual. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what the. Uh, I'm not sure what the equivalent of uh, the, their fandom name know, is. Yeah, <laughs> what are they, what are their their like Swifties? Is that Taylor Swift's people? All right, I'm just exposing yeah. myself. It's an old white guy now. <laughs> It's okay. You you know you live in the South now. You are perfectly able to throw out Swifties without like being a monster. It's fine. Lady Gaga's people. I do know that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still cool. You're fine. I'm I'm a bit of a classic little monster myself. You know, I think we all are little monsters, either secretly or not so secretly. We're just all here for Miss Gaga, especially after halftime show this year i really missed her a lot it's just it was a struggle Uh, yeah (laughs) between that halftime show and tonight's state of the union uh you know uh, (laughs) you might want a few more feet of snow yeah i I think so too or i can just move on to our next stephen king books so i think that that's you know it's equally it's enjoyable we're still in the good part of stephen king for right now before we get a little bit of a dip and a couple of future books, and so I'm actually really, really enjoying what we're reading right now. That's right. We um, some strong stuff coming up. Uh, all right. Well, anything else to add uh, on Salem's Lot from your end? I think we are going to close up Salem's Lot and move on to The Shining. All right. Well, I will see you at the Overlook. All right. We'll see you all next week. Have a good night. For more of our bookish adventures, please follow The Year of King on Instagram.